wanting to make sure you know how to quote, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He making me to lie down in green pastures. He restored my soul. He leaded me in the paths of righteousness. Yea, though I walk through them, I shall fear no evil for thy rod and thy staff. Some people over there quiet. That's all right. Yeah, yeah. And you want the people to be able to quote these scriptures and tell you where they are. But many of the people that know these scriptures to heart don't know the God of that scripture. Welcome to The Life Experience, a broadcast brought to you by Life Worship Center, where we're led by a dynamic duo, Bishop Denzel and Robin Rule. We are a church that lives in love, operates in integrity, walks by faith, and have been empowered by God. Stay tuned. There is definitely a life-changing word awaiting you. And now, here is Pastor Denzel with today's word. When you are, when you are truly equally yoked, let me just go back to this and this, this feeling something I need to sit on. I, I, I said this especially to the last couples I've, I've counseled in the last year. Look in the room. Okay, we got adults here. I said this, and I mean this from the bottom of my spleen. Spleen. I want you to hear me clearly, and this is not, please don't hear this as Denzel, begin up Denzel. Don't hear this as an arrogance, don't hear this as a self-aggrandizement. This is truth based on revelation. There is nothing, someone say nothing. nothing. There's nothing that she can do to cause me to get a divorce from her. Pastor, don't say that because you know the devil hear it. There is nothing. I know the devil listening. Pastor, don't say that because the devil can bring something to hit you. There is nothing that she can do to cause me to file for divorce. Someone asked me why. The August would be, Pastor, because you love her that much. No, sir. You love her that much. You love, boy, you really love Robin. Because there's some things that she could do that I love could get a challenge. I love could get a challenge. It would be like, mm-hmm. <laughs> it, there's a, no, it's, it's, it's not love. And actually, I could say this even before the revelation of, of forgiveness. It's not even forgiveness. Forgiveness comes as a result, but it's not forgiveness. The reason I would not leave her is because she is my Eve. I cannot be Adam without her. (laughs) 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 We don't need no violence. I mean, this is real talk. No, this is real talk. This is the woman that is ordained to walk with me to do this. She is the one that God has ordained to be next to me to get this done. And the problem for me is there's more than this that he has for us to do. And I have determined that I can finish the whole this that he's called me to. And I know that I can't do it without her. So that is not on the table. 
So, so I know we don't have forgiveness, but that, that let's push the push the ticket there a little bit more, because because but I know the assignment that God has for me. I I, I told her that while I know I heard God with Marina, I like know for real post January January thirty first two thousand ten. When this ministry started, I said, okay. I said, okay. It became abundantly clear. We, we, we have friction because if you know Robin and you know Denzel, that's two totally different personalities. I don't know if you could find more extreme. Like left, I mean left and right. I laugh at everything. She laugh at no thing. <laughs> that's nothing funny to my wife. I said, I was dumb and dumb, I have a conniption. <laughs> just like dumbness, I, like that's me. She said, that, that ain't funny. That's <laughs> very funny, Peggy. You know, I stay up till 12, 1 o'clock, 8 o'clock, I sunny. Look, I get sunny, but you feel sunny in the island. <laughs> I Sandy, I am heavy, heavy. It's long. You know, I'm, and you keep on going and going. I mean, and I, I you know, thank goodness we be almost the same size. That's, that's the only way I'm coming. Is <laughs> 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 <You see> it? <laughs> because I got the revelation of my assignment, I know that she is the one that God has called to walk with me to fulfill, to fulfill my assignment. We're going to work it out, whatever it is. Assignment going to make me work it out. Not image, man. I deliver from church people. You don't get in the bus where people will say, man, shucks. <laughs> people? You know how big the world is? No. Uh, I mean, if, if it get a rough, I'll just move. You know? Man. And, and church people, their attention span is very short. <laughs> <laughs> All right, anyway. So, so. That 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 is that is that is so critical, but that's back to foundation. So let's let's I, I threw that in for the benefit of somebody else here. Um someone else is in this room that needs to know, needs to you in the you in the value decision now. You need to know that this is the one that God has assigned to fulfill your assignment. God has assigned to you to complete your assignment. I ask this question when we do counseling all the time. What is God's idea? Not yours. What is God's idea behind both of you? I know we we could we could we could help a lot of people. Man, come on, man. You can not help nobody. You can help people by yourself. What is God's big idea? What is it? Gotta be more than that. Say amen that. Amen. Yeah, whatever that is. It got to be more. All right, so let me, let me run back. Uh, let's run back. Let me let me try. Let me try to at least address this topic of of forgiveness as, as I wanted to touch it before we leave. Um, how then do we function? Did that stuff just not help anybody? I know it's kind of tangential, but did it did it bless anybody? The two of you, God bless you. Um, <laughs> for those listening on the radio, there are a whole lot more people inside you. Trust me. <laughs> people here. Um, that's them we're not blessed. I hope you're clapping on the radio. Uh, <laughs> but back to the topic of, of forgiveness, we said we, we, the way we got there, that long spill just now, was making the point that um, many persons that have ended up in divorce have never gotten revelation of forgiveness. 
and that revelant forgiveness will save your marriage. Because once you find the one that God assigned you to, then that principle of forgiveness becomes critical. All right? So, so the forgiveness thing was not first for me. First it was the assignment, the one that God had called me to. And then now comes the forgiveness principle because now that I know this one God assigned to me, I know that there's a way that I must forgive her. And it is to totally give to her. And that's the way she has to forgive me because that's the only way we're going to fulfill the assignment. Because I need all of her for the assignment. And I need, to, I need her to give me all of her and I need to give her all of me. Once all of you, I can, I, can, I can resist. All of you. You know, so there, there is a need to, <laughs> there's a prerequisite, and for this thing to work, assignment-wise, I, I, I need all of Robin for my assignment. Not, not just the portion that she decided to give because I heard her. Now, I'm, I'm going to give something real practical, not spiritual. If there is a possibility for there to be forgiveness between a husband and a wife, when things happen, this is not deep, this ain't spiritual, but write this down. For there to be the possibility of true forgiveness in a relationship, husband and wife, whatever the case is, when offense happens, you can't talk it. You can't talk it. Many Many relationships fail, not because the two persons were not prepared to reconcile, but because they talked too fast. Okay, let me explain it. So, so Julie and Delton, listen right here, easy, easy target. Julie and Delton just get married, and Julie mess up. Whatever, she mess up. Delton hurt, broken, Delton goes and tell Lura. That girl hurt me. I mean, you see all this I do, everything I do for this child, I get, oh, and she hurt me. And then Lura sees her son cry because his heart, his heart is broken. It's, he's troubled, he's distraught. And Lura can try not to tell Franz. <laughs> <laughs> she can try. <laughs> She, she fooled around, she gets so mad that night because she see Julie and Julie do something they get mad on top of that. Because she, she done mad Julie, but she ain't said that. She ain't tell Julie she know you know. She tell Julie, she says, look at her. Good night. <laughs> and, and then, and then she, she somehow gets so mad that she shared with Franz. Next you know Franz comes to his lane. Because Franz can tell me. <laughs> Let's go see Lane. Denzel, that girl. <laughs> you wouldn't know that girl do to your brother. And now all of that tension is added. All of that pressure is added. And, and now reconciliation becomes near impossible. Because now you ain't just reconciled between two of y'all. Now you got a team reconciliation to do. And people who wasn't even in the game. Now you, and, and, and so, so, I remember this, this lady called me, it was painful, she called me crying on Sunday afternoon, she called me, I'll never forget, Sunday afternoon, she called me, she says, she says, Denzel, she usually called me Pastor Bishop, she said, Denzel, I said, oh boy, it's rough. She said, Denzel, he cheated on me. She said, oh boy, I said, oh boy, oh boy, he cheated on me. 
and she's I, I quiet. You know what? I get into my mind. I say, hold on. <laughs> hold on. Hold on, boo. I was going to say nothing. Until she say, she get into her mind. I said, what you going to do my for? I don't know. I don't know. I said, what you going to do my for? I can't tell somebody you just told me. I said, do you want your marriage? Yes! Don't go to your mom. Do you intend for there to be reconciliation? Yeah, don't go. Are you finished with this marriage? No. You sure you're finished? No. I said, go for a drive, baby. Drive around the beach. Go. Gave you some ice cream. Go out there to one beach and holler and scream. Do whatever you gotta do. Don't you go to nobody else. Don't you go share with nobody. Because if you do that, the chances of y'all two ever reconciling become slimmer and slimmer and slimmer. Are we helping anybody? I think it's the church's job to talk about this kind of stuff because we don't people end up hurting because of this reason. Um, it's amazing, many of us, we play the card, and because we don't understand the principle of forgiveness, we like the text that the Bible gives you reason for divorce because of adultery. That is true. But was this the one that God has ordained you to be with? Oh, that don't taste good. That don't taste good. We like to run the route. Well, don't forget Matthew chapter 19. Jesus was talking in Matthew 19. And he says he gives a way out for the sake of divorce. I mean, for the the sake of adultery. This is true. That is in the word of God. However, is this the one that God has ordained for you to walk with? Because when you, when you was jamming, you're a man of God. This here woman of God. And God is calling with a great calling. What is a mighty anointing on your life? You always pray and feel the fire together. Aye! Fire! Aye! That's hot fire. Y'all, y'all get together and glory just show up. Was my question then is was that real? Was that real? I had a similar situation with a, with, um, with a young lady who called me. I can call her name Celia because she was very public about it when she had, she was leaving the church, not life, the church. Celia was this church. Celia was leaving the church. She was done with church. And um, people was calling me. Damn, you see him. See this post? I was getting so much phone calls. I, I didn't see it. You see what she posted online? You see what she posted online? You need to call her, call her, call her, call her. And um, I got my body with these, everybody saying call her, you know. And of course, if you know me very well, you know, I don't move people that we move. Um, I, I didn't know that it's time for me to move, and I move. But she called me. And so we talked, we talked, we talked. And, and you know, I, I love those kind of conversations. God ain't real. The white man, foolish. And swingers with this white Jesus with blonde hair. And Jesus was white, and what about this, what about that, all sort of that. And I let her go on, and I actually agree with her, some of the things she says. And then I said to her, I said, remember when you came here and you tested positive with cancer? 
And we pray for you in that white boy name. <laughs> what happened when you went back to the doctor? The cancer was gone. And just like I said earlier to introduce this, I said, was that real? So remember that other time when you came to church and you had something that happened and the Lord gave me a word concerning exactly what you had done? You didn't say that to me? And then we prayed and you felt something break off of your life? She started crying. And she's crying. I said, no, answer the question. Was that real? This is this becoming a big marriage counseling class. This is so important. And the answer to that question, hear me clearly, the answer to that question, was that real, is not always yes. The answer to the question for many of us, relative to the move of God and to marriage, and I said, now, is, it, is that what God had ordained? When, when you told me what God had done for you and your husband and this and that and you and your wife, was that real? And if you tell the truth for many of us, no. Are y'all following me? Many of us lie in the beginning saying that something is what it isn't. We, we live in a place of pretense that the relationship is really that good. That God talked to us and God ordained us and God put us together and whom God joined together. Let no man put asunder and we fix all these things together but when we ask the question at the end of the day, looking back was that real? The answer is no, it wasn't. I made it up. Breeze, yes sir. Go ahead sir. Harris, Harris, Harris um, find this for me if I could be wrong in the back there, whoever anything. I think, it's, I think it's Psalm 46 and 10. I could be wrong. If it's not, just find what it is. He says, be still and know that I am God. When you don't know that it's God, be still. Many of us, we want to stay busy and keep on our agenda and know. How do I know that this is God? Be still. God ain't saying nothing. Be still. I ain't nothing, man. I, I, and I, and, and you, you, I get old. Be still. Therein lies our problem and our unwillingness to be still. 46 death? Glory to God. Yeah, so, so we must be willing to be still. And in that, in that stilling process is where we become, back to last year's singles conference, we become single. Because in staying still, you become whole. We don't give our chance, we don't give ourselves a chance to become whole, which is single. Single means whole, complete. We don't give our chance to become whole and complete because we keep on going after, we won't go after. He says, you ain't going to know me until you're willing to first be still. You know the will of God? Still yourself. And then he says, I will be exalted. I'll do it. I'll do it. My voice will be the highest exalted to be lifted up. My voice will be the, the loudest voice you hear. 
God does not intend for the New Testament believer to live in a guess world. I hope this is it. I wonder if this is it. No. No, we got the Holy Ghost. What if you get the Holy Ghost? Be still. Till you get it. Until you develop a relationship with God. Marriage is too critical for us to say, man, you know what? I ain't I gotta go. It's too critical for that. And that's how a lot of us are functioning. I ain't nothing, but anyway, man, you know what? Let's just go for it. No. This is like whether you eat a hamburger or whether you eat a hot potty. This, this is a little critical, man. You, you, you can't treat this so flippantly. Oh, Lord. That was not a curse, by the way. Flippant is a word. F-L-I-P-P-A-N-T. Make sure. I can say, Lord, the pastor Marty cuss. That's what we define it so you can know that was not a cuss word, okay? Yeah, we, we, we are so casual with this whole thing of marriage. I hear nothing I know, but I go on. What? No, boy. Mm-mm. I can say this. I didn't move until I know. And I tell you, I promise you, she didn't move until she knew. She, she refused to move. Until she knew. Could you imagine signing on to this contract with Denzel and not knowing that this was God called her to? Living this life? The life that we live in? Every day, 18 hour days? You know, getting, getting in 11, getting in bed, traveling or thereabouts, and the, next, the day starts again at 6? Like every day? You know? And church folks still don't like you? So you don't give enough. You don't do enough. So you better be still and know that this is God. I want to stop it because something I really wanted to get to I didn't get to, and if I open it now, that's gonna be ten o'clock. So I'm gonna keep it closed. We're gonna continue on this forgiveness thing because um, I, I know this when the Lord directs like this is what the house needs to hear. Because I have a layout where I wanted to go. I didn't go that route because there are some things that need to be said in this room. And I pray that if nothing else, those in this room, those listening, that you realize how critical this connection of man and woman is, husband and wife. This is so critical. There is no higher form of agreement on earth than that of a husband and a wife. There's none. Your Bible says in Matthew 18 that if two of you come together, touch anything, I'll do it for you. If two of you come into agreement, the highest form of agreement on earth, there's none higher with human beings than marriage. And that's why the devil fights it so hard because he knows if a husband and wife agree, he can't even get in that house. He knows it. If they agree, he got to stand outside. In the neighbor yard, he can't even stand in their yard because they're walking in agreement. And so it makes sense that divorce is as high in the church as it is in the world because the devil has no reason to fight marriages in the world. Swallow that. Why would he fight your ungodly marriage? Your marriage that none of you are concerned about the kingdom and the things of God. Why would he fight that? But in here, where we actually want to serve God and do the will of God and want to hear the voice of God and want to operate in the power of God, he going to fight that. That's a problem for him. Hmm. Glory to God. So singles, man, pray this thing, pray this thing through. Think this, this thing through. Those of us that are married, 
Soak on this thing about forgiveness. If you married, soak on this. Have you been given, giving completely? I, I, can, I, I, I know of a case where right now there is a spouse that messed up, made a mistake. And the husband said, I forgive you. This is now seven or so years. And seven years later, the wife is still walking on eggshells. I can't go here. If I go here, you remind me. If I do that, see, 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 you see that? Every now and then, public up. And there are so many cases of this. You cannot expect God to give completely to you if you can't give completely to the one who you say you and her are one flesh. He and you is one flesh. If you and this dude, if you and this lady are indeed one flesh, how can you not give completely to them? How is it if, if they, have, they have trespassed and you have decided? See, that's why forgiveness is not inertial. Forgiveness must be an intentional act. You must decide. Inertial means it just go, you just go with the flow. This happened. Forgiveness is not like that. You got to decide to forgive. And when you decide to forgive, you got to give completely. I forgive you, but now, 8 o'clock, you home. I forgive you, you can't travel for work no more. I forgive you and leave a job. I forgive you, you got this. I forgive you, you got this. No, stop saying I forgive you. Just say you got this, you got that, you do the other. Stop lying by saying I forgive you because you haven't forgiven. And let's put it in there parenthetically. No, put it in bold, not parentheses. Forgiveness takes time. And forgiveness takes, demands the Holy Ghost. Cannot happen without the Holy Ghost. Time and Holy Ghost. Put them together. That's a lot of work. That's a lot of tears. It's a lot of pain. Time in the Holy Ghost. And so when I when I get cases of infidelity, the first question I ask, whoever it is, whether it's the male or the female, do you want your marriage? Yeah, no, don't answer me fast, man. Come back and answer me. All right, something like that. Don't don't answer me right now. Let me talk. That was my, when I asked, do, I, do you want your marriage? That's my introduction to say my long speech. When I finish my speech, you have nothing to say. You can go. I done. Because now you need to go soak on that. And determine, do I want this? Thank you for tuning in to The Life Experience. You've been listening to a portion of a message from our pastor, Bishop Denzel Rule of Life Worship Center. We invite you to join us at any of our weekly services held at the CHRES Auditorium, located Mini Street just off of Robinson Road. Our Sunday morning worship service begins at 9.30 a.m. and our Tuesday night Bible study begins at 6 p.m. For more information on our ministry, visit us at facebook.com slash the life experience or Instagram, hashtag LWC Bahamas. You can also contact us at our office, 601-5125. We look forward to seeing and hearing from you. Join us every weekday here on Glory 93.9 FM. Until next time, have a life-filled day.